0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We are going through the book of Genesis and today is going to be one of those days set up day. It's hard. It's hard to, uh, to do the verses that we're going to do outside of doing a verse about where God created man and understanding those in light of each other and looking at those verses together. Today, we're going to move through about five verses, move through God creating what is in essence the living creatures, the creatures in the water and the creatures on ground. And then we're we're going to look at it. I want you to look at it fairly closely with me. And as we look at it and as we work our way through it, I want to point out some things and then as we point out those things and as we uh, consider those things i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to prepare you to understand some things about when god created man and you're going to have you're going to have this is just a neat little study and we'll set that up and then tomorrow will be you'll really understand what i was talking about today and there'll be a lot more depth to it it's going to be a good two days of a uh, study in genesis we're going to have a lot of fun from now on in Genesis, because there's so much going on. It is so good to the very end that, well, anyway, I love it. It says in Genesis chapter one, verse 20, after the fourth day in in verse 19, it says, then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens, as you're reading, as you're reading along, it says, "Let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures." Now, that's the first time that word is used in Genesis. It's the first time you see that word being used—the word "creature" here—and uh, and in other translations, not in the New King James Version, but in other translations, you'll see that word for creatures translated "living beings." or in fact, there's a couple of translations that actually translate it living souls. It says, so let the waters abound with an abundance of living beings, creatures, or souls. And then it says, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Now that, what that's saying is let the birds fly up there toward the waters in the top, in the, inside this vault that God has made us. Now notice, God is creating these creatures and this is important because the, it's very specific in here he's creating these creatures out of the word of his mouth he's speaking and saying let them be created now When we get to the uh, second creation account, what I call the second creation account, what it is the Lord God doing work in this creation account, when we see that, we'll see that Jesus is forming these things because the Lord God is Jesus, and Elohim here is the Father. We'll see that the Lord God is forming these things, and it's a neat idea. But God is willing and speaking and saying, let these creatures be, let these creatures and birds fly above the earth, and I'm going to make them out of the voice of my mouth. And, and then it changes. There's a transition in verse 21, and it says, So God created great sea creatures, and every living thing which move move everything that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Now, notice, there is a transition there because in verse 20, it's got God creating. And then in verse 21, it's got God speaking. And then in verse 21, it uses that word again that we saw last week at the very start of the week. It uses that word, Barak which is always attributed to God, remember, and it is always the idea, especially in Genesis chapter 1, it is the idea of creating out of nothing. It's the idea of, of God making this thing Barah out of what was not before. And I can't say, I can't say ne- necessarily out of nothing, but what I can say is that God. there's an intentional use of Barah and that word is used when God created the heavens and the earth, when he said, let there be light and spoke the heavens and the earth into existence. There is the word bara used there. Then we come down in verse 21 and we have bara used here, meaning that the, there was a time before this where these type of creatures had never existed and ne- they, they never had been around. There was nothing like them before. And then You get down to man, and Barah is used again. And I think it's interesting because he says, so God Barah, great sea creatures. What is he talking about? He's talking about whales. He's talking about sharks. He's talking about the giant squid, the octopus of the ocean. He's talking about these giant sea creatures that he made in the ocean. And uh, there are some that think he is talking about what would, and we'll talk about this a little later. There's some who think that he's talking about what we would modern day call dinosaurs or great reptilian creatures. And he said, So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And he said, And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. I'm going to say, that this, the, this verse, this passage right here is marking out. It's verse 21, because he could have just left 20 alone and you would have had all the living creatures and you wouldn't have had to add anything. But he goes in and defines it in greater detail. He says, he said, let the in verse 20, he says, let the waters abound with their bunch living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth and across the face of the firmament of the earth. And you could have, he could have just said that and that would have shown us that he created living creatures And you would have been just, it would have just been fine and we would have enjoyed it and that would have been the end of it. But that's not what happened. In verse 21, he gets into more detail and then he says, So Elohim, Elohim, Barak, great sea creatures, he created something that had not been before. And that word Barak in Genesis 1 is used the other two times. And remember, we use scripture to interpret scripture. The other two times, it's speaking of something that clearly had not existed before. Uh, The universe had not existed before. And then later on in verse 26, we're going to see man had not existed before. And quite clearly here, the sea creatures do not exist before. He says, so God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every, and every, he says, created three creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, All right? So he's made the birds and sea creatures. And he says, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and morning were on the third day. Now, that's another time he said something that he's not said before. And that is he told the sea creatures to multiply and fill the whole earth with them. Now, what does that That indicates that, that God didn't create all the sea creatures in the earth all at the same time and fill the whole ocean with it. He created a few and then sent them out to fill the seas and the oceans with it. That's a clear indication of just that statement being made. He told them to go out and be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas. Now, uh, that's important because when we get to the story of Noah and the ark, we understand that Noah only took a few. He took two of, of certain kinds of creatures and seven of other types of creatures, and he filled the ark with them. And then, when they left, they were to go and multiply and fill the earth. And what he's telling us here in verse in the early in the in the first part of the book of Genesis is he's telling us, he's saying I've done this before, so when it happens in Noah's ark, don't act like it's something that couldn't have happened because I did it here. And oftentimes you'll find as you're reading through scripture and you look back to Genesis, you'll see that God has already foreshadowed something and told you, listen, this is something I've done. This is something I do and I do it regularly. And so when you're thinking about it, don't think this couldn't have happened. I'm showing you that I did it before and that I'm doing it again, that I'm a God who is consistent and I'm a God who does things over and over again. And so he says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters of the sea. And the birds multiplied on the earth. So evening and the morning were on the fifth day. And that's the day of grace. And I I love to deal with numbers, and I hadn't really talked about the numbers as much during my my teaching on creation here, but uh, it's very important for you to understand that the foundations of the earth were set in place on the fourth day, And that's what, that's what talking about the sun and the moon and the stars and, and the firmament and those things put in place on the first day and understanding that the number four is the number of the foundations, the way the earth was created and set up. And then the third day is the day of the trees and vegetation on the earth and the fruit bearing trees. And he goes into some great detail about that. And three is the number of the trying God. And uh, the fruit of his spirit and the fruit of the work of his hand is clearly pictured in, in the, the third day of creation. Here in the fifth day of creation, here in the fifth day of creation, we see that God creates all the living creatures in the sea and in the air. And, uh, and that's a place of grace for us. Because in 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 all actuality, we do not just eat as far as meat the creatures on the land. We a large portion of our population of our planet survives off creatures out of the sea and the lakes and the streams and out of off of the birds of the air. And you see the grace of God at work there. And then He says, "Then God said." let we're and now we're moving to the 6th day and we're going to we're not going to move to man God making man till tomorrow but then it says then God said let the earth bring forth the living creatures and again the word is being used living creatures or living souls so let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth each according to its kind. And we talked last week about its kind. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be every, every, he's not talking about Dachshunds and Chihuahuas and German shepherds. He's not talking about them. He's talking about canines. And then as natural selection and as they spread and populate the earth and the traits that are, better for the areas of the earth that they live on as those things manifest themselves then you begin to the different types of species that we deal with today that word is not a that word is not a, a word that is very specific it's not meant to be scientific it's a word that's just meant to explain that God according to its kind meaning that God made these group of people the, these group of animals which can procreate together and make creatures. They're a group according to their kinds. So you have the canines, you might have the bovine, cattle, and you just start thinking about that. And then as you move out, then over time, man and just natural selection from the areas of the earth that they live on, bring about different species from those kinds. And and so then you move from wolves to to foxes and dogs and hyenas. And as you move around, you just kind of see that God's making those things according to their kind. But I want you to notice that it says living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. Now he doesn't use here; he doesn't use the same word bara in verse twenty-four as he's used before in some of the other passages. In fact, as he's, as we're working through it, he, he uses, he says, create the living creatures and cattle according to its kind, the beast of the earth after its kind. And, and it was, and he does not use that word for Barah until we get to the next verse, until we get to verse 25, 26. And when we get to verse 26, we see that God again uses the word Barah, he, but here he uses, a sea, but here He just uses the word form, or he uses the word created, which is out of his mouth. He just says, and it is. And and so we get to the end of verse 25, and God has created everything. He's created the beast of the sea. He's created the birds of the air. He's created the beast on the ground or the mammals and he's created he's created the earth and all its formations all its foundations he's created everything and then he's preparing after fixing what became null and void in chapter 2 he is preparing he is preparing to to create man which is the pinnacle of his creation in this creation account man is the pinnacle of his creation and so we're going to spend we're going to spend a good bit of time tomorrow talking about how god created man because we're going to see that he's already foreshadowed some things about man, but man's going to be different. man's going to be separate, man's going to have more than the sea creatures and more than the creatures of the land man's going to man's going to be made in the image of God. and we're going to talk about how that works out and what the scriptures say about God making man in his own image but but I, I like I love to to read the book of Genesis as we work through it and see that God is doing different unique things and he is preparing, he's setting up uh, things on top of each other so that when you reach things later on in Scripture, and that's why we study the book of Genesis so deeply, when you reach things later on in Scripture, you can turn back to Genesis and God explains, God is explaining what he's going to do down the road and how he made things and set things up to be. Because God had, we say this all the time, God had a plan, and His plan is being executed and set up perfectly so that when we reach the end, when we come to the place where God is doing the great things that He does in Scripture, we can see that God was at work all the time. And I hope that as you walk and live in your Christian life, that you begin to see that God has always been at work for you individually, not just in his creation, but in you as his creation. He's been at work in your life. You go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus name.